Hi, everybody. Mike Rothman here, General Manager of TechStorm Research with another episode of the TechStorm Research Review. As always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Mitch Ashley. Mitch, how are you today? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's uh, I'm hoping for some warm weather here. Matter of fact, where I'm going, it's some warm weather. So, But that's a whole nother story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. So before we dive into it, let's talk a, a little bit. You know, so you're about to head off. I'm, I'm actually heading off too, but I'm working because it's like, you know, get all work and no play is my life. Uh, where are you going, Mitch? Are you having fun? We are, we are, you know, it's, uh, I think about the fourth time the temperature dipped below zero in Colorado, we said, you know what, it's it's the beach vacay time. We usually go in the fall after the, the summer's kind of crowd's gone. But, uh, you know, uh, my spouse, Jody, pulled some miracles and found some great deals. It's a really cool place. So we're, we're just, uh, you know, I told a friend of mine, my, my, my objective is to get my feet in the water, lay down in the lounge chair in the water, and then be a sea turtle. The whole yeah. week. That's whole that's week. my objective. That's, Just that's, hang out, hang out with the sea turtles. That's fantastic. I'm actually heading to your neck of the woods. You are, yeah, my stepson. Right, right when you fly away. Uh, my stepson is on um, spring break, so so my wife and he are going skiing. I am tagging along to go driving because I'm not in a position. When he's getting better, definitely recovering, uh, but not not ready to hit the slopes because I'm not a very good skier anyway. So I will be sitting in the hot tub by the fireplace with my laptop not top and hot tub maybe not at the same time but within similar proximity you know enjoying some some mountain resort time um and the and the scene and uh and yeah and then uh and then no more travel for march so once i get back i'm i'm in town for the the rest of, of march which is yeah, i'm going to vegas for a vendor conference but then we have uh RSAC coming up, not too far down. End of April. But that's not what I want to talk about. Oh, what do you want to talk about, Mike? So, (laughs) you know, and 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 I think the whole idea of getting small is is, you know, kind of something we we want to start digging into, right? You, You know, we're working on some some conference materials and and there's some other research that we're planning, but it's really about kind of the edge and computing at the edge. And we've danced around the topic before and we've kind of started to you know dig into it a bit but not at any great level but the fact is there's a lot going on in the edge right and it's not just you know kind of networking and you know kind of moving you know some of the compute capabilities out to the edge but we're starting to replatform things to work in the edge we're starting to get you know kind of the orchestration layer is starting to mature in terms of how you run things on the edge when you have a limited uh, capacity type of uh, of environment on on that front. So, so again, I mean, there's just a lot going on there. So, so what what kind of stuff are you starting to see? What kind of stuff is interesting to you? I think what's fascinating about the edge is we started thinking about it as, as a hardware, right? What's at the edge where we're all, where is storage and compute happening and uh, autonomous cars or data that are coming from cars and kind of big chunky applications like that. What's interesting to me is cloud native moving to the edge also with K0s and K3, you know, lighter weight uh, Kubernetes. So you can still take a microservices based approach, a serverless based approach, you know, kind of further that architecture out to the edge, but not bring a clunky heavyweight Kubernetes into something you've got, you know, a small either memory or processor footprint um, 
or you want kind of less minimal configuration. And and it's, you know, it's not all perfected yet, you know, K0, K8, K3 run on different environments and have different advantages. Some some's a little bigger than, than others. Some are kind of mini versus tiny versions of Kubernetes. But I love the experimentation that's going on as people craft these flavors of Kubernetes because it, it also, I think, allows developers who want to start working with Kubernetes to start with an easier environment. I don't need to run the whole stack in my development environment, if I'm kind of learning learning Kubernetes, I can go down, go down and or go up to the internet and download a, a lightweight version. The other thing is the edge doesn't look like the, the center of the cloud. There's issues like air gap. What about those kinds of environments? There's issues of the uh, dynamic resources available. I, I mean, I don't have unlimited you know, compute and storage right. power and all of that. And what I have right now may leave and go away and then come back and connect again whatever that that device or that that compute power is so you know we may be running k0 inside our electric car you know not too far down the road or maybe we already are who knows maybe it's in there already so it's just the it's the evolution of you know it being the kinds of things we're doing now that are sort of on the edge of of uh, software architecture if you will with with uh, cloud native pushing into other environments um, which is, I think, that's fascinating about the evolution of all. This. It, it, it is, and 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 it kind of gets back to putting a premium on architecture, right? And we've kind of talked about this before, but as we start, you know, kind of replatforming, as we start refactoring some of these things, and and again, it's not, and 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 we kind of went through that first wave, and listen, it's 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 a huge continuum, and we're nowhere near done, but the first wave of you know kind of stuff that's moving up to the cloud is pretty much there. Now you're starting to get folks that are starting to think about. Well, I did it first. Maybe it was a lifted shift. Maybe it was just a, a fairly simple refactor. How can I really start thinking more strategically about what that application looks like? Right? Are there ways to start peeling off pieces of it? Since I've started to embrace microservices a little bit, maybe there's a way to start really distributing the application. So I've got the big data aspect of it again in the cloud where it belongs, right? But maybe I start moving some of that, you know, kind of compute aspect or or some of the customer facing stuff really closer to them out to the edge, especially with latency intensive types of, or latency sensitive would be a better way to put it, uh, application. So we're starting to see a lot of these gyrations, which again, puts a premium on folks that understand how these pieces fit together, the architecture piece of it, because we can't think about doing something like, you know, I focus on the security aspect of it, right? We can talk about DevOps and how we're going to develop this thing and deploy it uh, and integrate it consistently. But until we get that architecture kind of locked down, until we start to understand how much can we put out there, where's the best place for some of the static data, how do we, you know, again, architect the communications pipes so that they provide the type of performance that we need, you know, for the characteristics of the application. All these things are moving pieces, but the reality is we have to start thinking about them because we're going to start running into, you know, kind of some issues. Uh, we're starting to see some of the backlash in terms of, you know, kind of <laughs> it, it seemed great at the time when we were paying per use and, and this consumption pricing model. And then when everything's a consumption pricing model, you get no leverage ever. Right. So so we're starting to see some backlash on that front. Um, so, again, there's just a lot of moving pieces that folks have to start, you know, thinking about, which 
again, on one hand is scary, right, with all that complexity. On the other hand is an opportunity to really start, you know, kind of breaking the rules in terms of how you started to build these applications, starting to think about, again, maybe multiple providers. And I'm not talking about multiple clouds on the back end, right? It could be a cloud on the back end with, you know, kind of a different edge provider sitting there to, you know, handle, you know, some aspects of the application. So, uh, again, I think we're going to see a lot of movement, a lot of activity, a lot of real cool innovation, and a bunch of new use cases uh, for how we start to build out applications, which again, to me, is tremendously exciting. What, what, what I really like about what you're saying, Mike, is I think this the Venn diagram of security and software is architecture. And it's something that both camps understand. You know, holy, yes, it's all about, you know, we can talk about firewalls and we can talk about microservices, we can talk about the things in it. But it's what's fascinating is that the architecture of cloud native and the architecture of software, distributed software, distributed applications and computing looks like networks. I mean, if it is networks, it's APIs talking to other services, other pieces of code, could be within a Kubernetes cluster, could be across clouds, right? It can be all over the place. So that, that's something that is very tangible, very similar to what a network security person would recognize. And, you know, API gateway sounds like a similar kind of web application gateway. Maybe a few differences, but you know what? We already deal with APIs already in the network world. So I think that's a great conversation that we can help foster is let's work on the architecture together. Yep. And that's where we get our joint, the dual, dual benefits of both expertise to build a secure architecture, to build one that we can actually deploy and support and distribute and secure. Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting. We, we have, you know, any number of different research projects in flight at, at, at any given time, uh, right? But when you start thinking about, you know, kind of a modernization motion, and again, most folks say, oh, move it to the cloud or replatform or whatever, but modernization can, can really take a lot of different flavors, right? And, and, and one of the ones, you know, we're talking to, you know, some clients about now and starting to do some research. So you'll see the polls up on the site, uh, you know, reasonably soon, um, is this idea of, again, modernizing existing applications. What I was, you know, kind of talking about, really kind of thinking about how can I really architect or, or, or think about the microservices in a different way, to optimize what it is that, that I'm doing there, but it requires collaboration, right? So, you know, again, we're, we're going to do um, DevOps Connect, you know, kind of at RSAC this year. Uh, and the theme is, you know, DevOps is DevSecOps, right? We can't separate these things out anymore, to your point, Mitch, right? We have to collaborate. When we start thinking about edge and actually storing information at the edge, that's one step closer to the folks that want to steal our stuff. Right. So can we have to start thinking about how can we build a set of design patterns, right, in code that can be distributed and, and used by business type of, of groups that want to start thinking about some of these new innovative applications. So, again, this idea of, well, it's going to go up into the, you know, kind of big machine in the sky and we're going to architect it how we want and 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 we're going to, you know, kind of determine what that is. Unlimited right. everything. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. So, so again, we have to start thinking components. We have to start thinking modularization. We have to start thinking replicability, right? We have to start thinking about, you know, how are we going to communicate a lot of the 
architectural constructs and code that follows behind it, right, to these business analysts that are starting to think about these applications and these use cases, um, you know, that are going to be rolling out soon. And again, it's it's a different mentality. So, you know, again, for those of you that are out there that are just kind of like, we get the spec and then we architect the spec and then we design the spec. Not, not, not anymore. Right. Things are changing in terms of how these applications get built, how they have, how they're architected, how they are ultimately deployed, supported, and then modernized at some point. So again, just get ready. I mean, the edge is really going to kind of be the catalyst for a lot of these structural changes that have been a long time coming that we're starting to, you know, allude to. But I I think over the next couple of years, we're going to see these things really kind of take root. And again, a lot of it is going to be driven by the fact that, you know, we've got to get closer to customers and we've got to think differently about how those applications are built. And we deliver those experiences, right? They all can't be done from some central cloud or distributed cloud. A lot of it has to be at the edge. And I, I think we'll see some interesting new use cases also. It's a lot of interest in AI, but also AI at the edge, right? And that being part of this as well, or at least some some analysis or analytics happening. That's know, right. But, but if only just to, to make, you know, to, to streamline the process, Right. If there are things that I can do and make a decision, you know, kind of at the edge, have the business logic out there to a degree that it makes sense. And it doesn't have to go all the way back. It doesn't have to go through the, you know, the big machine. And then and and we're not talking about, you know, kind of, oh, it's going to take an hour. Right. But, you know, again, in some of these applications, some of these use cases, you, you mentioned, you know, car telemetry uh, and the like and, and decisions. You know what? If I've got, you know, something happening kind of on my, you know, kind of connected, you know, car platform, I'm not sure I have time to go back up to the machine and, and analyze all the shit going on around you and and, and trying to get a sense of, of what's going on. I mean, we've got to have. 200 milliseconds isn't going to cut it, right? I mean, 200 milliseconds not going to cut it in your autonomous vehicle. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's one way. <laughs> so, so you know, I think we need to, you know, kind of really provision and, and think about how our applications are going to evolve in this kind of uh, environment. Uh, and again, it, it just, it's going to put stress on, on a whole bunch of different existing motions and, and folks are like, well, we, we're just starting to get comfortable with DevOps. And now you're talking about all this other stuff, you know, moving around and, and all that. It's like, well, yeah. But the, the thing is, and, and with everything else, right? It's not an all or nothing thing, right? It can be done on an application by application basis. We don't need to, again, migrate everything to the edge all at once, right? You know, kind of we start thinking strategically, what is the business application that would provide the most value to customers if it was distributed in that environment. And you start figuring it out that way. Kind of like we did with DevOps. You didn't DevOps everything on day one, right? You started with one application, two applications, you know, and then you got your machine working and, you know, infrastructure is code. You didn't do everything in one application. You did or all at once. You did one application then two applications and you built up your design library and you started to be able to, you know, gain velocity through these things. We'll see the same motion here, but Again, the point is you got to be ready. You got to start thinking about it because it's coming. Think about it. You at edge. Think about what is WebAssembly, things like that that are sort of on the horizon, maybe for most. Well, let, let's let's dig into that because obviously that has a, 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 a the potential to really start facilitating much broader 
And again, where the compute happens, right? You know, kind of what, you know, kind of has to happen server side versus what can happen, you know, within the browser. So again, there's just a lot of motion. It's not just, you know, kind of K0, K3, right? You know, kind of out there. It's things like WebAssembly, you know, again, it's it's much more functional edge, you know, kind of computing platforms that are starting to uh, appear, you know, better APIs, more services on that front. Again, technology continues to march on. And it's really kind of impetus upon us as the business users, as the technology folks that support the business users to help to start to codify and 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 make it clear to folks how we can start using some of these new innovations. Exactly. How we can get gain benefit and deliver value, right? Better customer experiences, business value to our customers. Absolutely. I think what's cool too about this is that um, a lot of the people that are at the edge are developers. That's who who frequently are working in their an environment, you know, their, their, their edge computer might be their laptop today, but it might be their browser with WebAssembly tomorrow, it might be some distributed compute that doesn't look like the central cloud we go back to for everything today. And you can kind of see that happening with GitHub and a lot of the activities that are happening just with the most commonly used repository service. So it's, who knows what we're going to create, what kind of applications, you know, use cases, et cetera, but, you know, Good thing about the future is we'll see. We'll see what happens, right? <laughs> we may not know, or may think we know, or both. Hey, Mike, I want to I want to plug our new podcast. Speaking of the edge, do it. You, um, we now have uh, Textron Research Review Podcast.com. You can get this in audio form, and uh, you know, listen to it in the car, or if you're taking the bus, or. You know, maybe you're virtually shopping for groceries and you want to yeah. just, you know, yeah. kind of hear something about what, what's rattling around in the heads of the analysts and, and uh, some some good kind of back and forth stuff. So check that out. We have all of our episodes available now. Of course, everything new is going up there. Um, so we so we're happy to launch that. And we have uh, we have DevOps Connect that you mentioned, right? The uh, Monday of RSAC on the 24th of April, I believe. Is that right? Sounds right to me. I think it's 24th. Yeah, at eight. It is the 24th. It's, it's Monday of, of, of RSA Conference week. Um, we've got TechStrongCon that is happening on March thir- uh, 16th, March 16th. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I'm actually recording my sessions next week. So I'm very excited. What, what uh, sessions are you that. doing? I want to hear about that. So I'm, I'm doing one panel. They're both panels. One was going to be a solo, and then I turned it into a panel. Uh, one is really about securing your digital transformation. So I've got Jason Bloomberg of Intellex. He's going to be kind of the uh, the other panelist on there. And we're really going to talk about the process of how do you need to think about inserting security into, you know, kind of the digital transformation motion, because it tends to be all businessy, like, and oh, you know, we've got to do, you know, it's more about trans- transformation, you know, we've got to figure out what that thing should be. But there are ways to do it so that you're focused on in doing transformation in a way that doesn't put data at risk, mm-hmm. right, doesn't put your resources at risk. So Jason and I are going to going to talk about that. Uh, and then we've got another panel uh, that's really about AI and cybersecurity. So we, we talked about that, obviously, a lot during the last uh, review. Talked a little bit about the panelists. We have Caroline Wong and Andy Ellis. And I've added Adam Shostak, 
So, uh, you know, so he'll be on the panel as well. We really talk about it from a modeling program. standpoint uh, and the like. So, so going to be great panels. We've got, and and this is two, we've got two tracks going. Um, we've just got, you know, probably two dozen different sessions that'll be there during TechStrongCon and, and really some, some very interesting content because and whether you like it or not, digital transformation is coming. So you need to understand what the impact's going to be on your specific job responsibilities. And I think TechStrongCon is a great place to start getting that uh, that concept in. Yeah, I'm, do, I'm doing a panel at TechStrongCon, kind of speaking to digital transformation, almost for the developer community. And what we're talking about is, let's get past all the hype and stuff about ChatGPT and generative AI. We're going to be talking, and I've got um, Tracy Reagan from Deploy Hub, and also Donald Lutz, who is a uh, oh, Donald, yeah. senior architect with Talos IBM, who who works with many companies on um, on uh, cloud native architecture and distributing and, and modernizing applications. We're going to, we're going to be talking about AI assisted and AI generated code snippets, and how that we've already been using this in in our tools and our IDEs, but there's a, um, things like Copilot and IntelliSense, and there's a number of others um, that, that are available today. That has the potential to really improve the, the productivity of developers and maybe expand their repertoire. You know, I don't know all the code that's in GitHub, but if I had access to something that would tell me there's something that solves that problem for me already, good, I'll go work on that. Things, right. right. So we're going to explore that, particularly in the cloud native world. And the edge, of course, uh, fits into that extremely well. So I'm excited to have that conversation. I'm, I'm recording that today, so that'll be available um, on the 16th. 16th that's right. That's right. So we, we have a, a lot going on, right? RSAC, TechStrong, Con. Yeah, we're going to be showing up in a bunch of, of, of other places as well. Check out all the podcasts. And it's not just the TechStrong Research Review that is on the podcast, pretty much. Uh, we, we've got a, a, a podcast called TechStrong 55. Which is, you know, again, an hour, if you have an hour to, you know, kind of have the highlights of, of what we talk about that day uh, on TechStrong TV. I think we have TechStrong 20. Is that it? So that's a 20 minute version of it as well that we slice and dice to, you know, kind of uh, excerpts of some of the good interviews that we have on that front. So just a ton of stuff that's coming out of TechStrong now. Uh, it's really an, an exciting time for for what we have going on. And uh, again, we're starting to just scratch the surface on what we can do with the research team. Uh, you, you know, there's no, mystery as to why we're focusing on edge a little bit more that's going to be one of our you know key areas of of focus as we get into q2 and we're going to be doing some much more detailed research uh into the space as well so keep an eye out on that mitch any other parting thoughts i mean we do we need to do a quick one today because um you know it's it's uh you know we all have stuff to do everybody's got stuff to do yeah, there's a beach waiting for me <laughs> That's my incentive, <laughs> at least this week. Hey, techstrongpodcast.com. There's 12 different podcasts we have up there. So that's where you see all our, our great stuff, 55 to 2, all that. No, I, I, I think um, I'm excited to work on this edge research and continue our work on that together, Mike, because I think there's, I want to see what the possibility of where that goes, especially as we engage with the community, or, you know, whether it's practitioners or um, or the vendor community or people doing research in that area. So I'm I'm excited to share some findings and share some ideas and maybe a few predictions. Of course, you know, great thing about predictions is you can always claim, well, things have changed. <laughs> I mean, that prediction. No, no, no. So, no. You're very serious about our predictions. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's my parting thought. 
kind of the edge and beyond, right? To the edge and beyond. Where that sounds familiar. What was that? We've used that before. Um, we have used that before. Um, so good. So again, everybody enjoy your week. Uh, we will take a, a break for next week because Mitch is going to be on a beach somewhere or doing his sea turtle thing. Uh, so we will be back in two weeks uh, after that. But in the meantime, everybody be safe, enjoy yourself, and um, get ready for the edge. It's coming. Have fun on the mountain. See you, Mike.